Hey, this is Matt, and you can find me on Instagram at offroading underscore the underscore outback. You are listening to episode 158 of the Subi and You podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It seems like it's been a while since I recorded with somebody. I had the trip going out to 48 hours of Tri-State, and I had recorded before that and had that all done so yeah it seems like it's been two weeks but i don't know i i get in these states where i guess i have some episodes recorded and then i don't have to record with somebody for a while so i kind of feel a little lacking and lost because i don't know it just feels weird when it's been a while since i've recorded with somebody but here we are again As he mentioned, we have Matt on here on this episode. He goes by Off-Roading the Outback, and there's underscores between Off-Roading the and Outback. So you can check him out and follow him if you're not doing so already. But we will get into this conversation here in a little bit. But I want to let you know that I'm still working on the part two of 48 Hours of Tri-State. I started going through it, and I know that there's there's still going to be a lot of audio to to listen through. So uh, my plan is to put it out uh, as episode 160. So I don't want to try to kill myself trying to really push to just to get it out. I want to make sure it's a good quality episode. And uh, so I want to take my time with it and get it right for your listening pleasure. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Go check out Eccentric Designs on Instagram or her website if you have not done so already. There are a lot of really great products for your Subaru. So uh, I have many of them on Pearl, and I know a lot of other people have them on their Subarus as well. So go check it out. This episode is also brought to you by SubaruGear.com. And at SubaruGear.com, right there on the main page, you will find trending Subaru gear such as the Evergreen Sherpa 5-panel cap, Arctic full-zip hooded jacket, stacked angles hoodie, Newport waffle knit blanket, winter quilt puff tote, and a bear beanie. You will also see that on the main page, they have earth-conscious gear as well as gear for your furry friend. So go shop SubaruGear.com, fill up your cart, and use the code SUBIANDU24 at checkout to save 20% off of your purchase or purchases. If your total is over $50 after the discount, you will also receive free shipping. So thank you so much, SubaruGear.com, for sponsoring the SubiNU podcast and extending these great offers to the SubiNU podcast listeners. Having sponsors of the podcast, of course, I have to read ads, but I've noticed this trend lately with really popular podcasts, podcasts that have a really broad reach and have like big corporate sponsors such as BetterHelp.com and Sleep Number Bed, all those kinds of sponsors that 
whenever I listen to these podcasts, the first thing I hear is an ad. And usually like two or three ads right in a row before they actually get to any of the podcast content. So I'm glad that my podcast doesn't start off that way. Of course, I don't have the big reach that some of these other podcasts have. And I don't have a cool Joe Rogan studio and Joe Rogan money. But I'm glad that my podcast doesn't start off with a bunch of ads that are commercial red ads. I like reading my own ads and... Of course, like I said, I have to do it because I have sponsors, and I'm very grateful and thankful for my sponsors, but I'm glad that my podcast can start off with the guest's voice, my voice, and not straight into a bunch of ads. That's just crazy. I did this podcast, the bigger podcast that I listened to didn't used to be that way, and now it's kind of kind of getting annoying, but I still listen to them. I know last week I did a solo podcast talking about my experience at 48 Hours of Tri-State, but it's really weird for me to do a solo podcast. It's because it's just like, I'm just, what am I talking to? I know I'm talking to my audience, but I'm sitting in my closet in front of my computer with a microphone talking. At the time, I'm not talking to anybody So like right now, as I'm talking, I'm having to think about everybody out there that might be listening and kind of focus on that. Otherwise, it just seems kind of odd and weird to be talking to myself and not be talking with somebody, especially for a whole episode that gets kind of kind of awkward for for me and a little weird. But I'm glad to have a guest back on and have somebody to have some conversation with. And guess what? Here's another sponsor, Rika Wheels. Go check out Rika Wheels on Instagram or check out their website. They have some great styles for the Outback, for the Forester, and the Crosstrek. So I have the Black Satin Tetons 15 by 7 on Pearl, and I absolutely love them. I know that there are some other styles out there that I've seen on other Subarus. They all look great. So I'm very, very thankful for Rika Wheels sponsoring the podcast. They're a great company. They're great people. And I actually got to meet them when I was out at SubiFest California. So that was really awesome. So go check out RikaWheels.com and use the code SUBIU10 at checkout to get 10% off a set of wheels or a lift kit. Thank you so much, Riker Wheels, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. And lastly, this episode is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. He was my first official sponsor of the Subi and You podcast, and I am very grateful for his continued support. And uh, he's just a great guy, and he has some really great pop products. And right now, you can get 5% off select Rally Spec products, such as the Group 35 Rally Spec battery mount for the Crosstrek and other Subaru products, such as the Front Strut Tower Brace and Engine Bay Caps, which come in nine different colors. So go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com. Use the code SUBI plus U, which is a little plus symbol, and you will get 5% off of the rally spec and subaru products thank you so much melee design firm for sponsoring the subi and you podcast 
And now we will get into this conversation with Matt, who goes by Off-Roading the Outback and hear all about his Subaru journey and uh, a lot of the stuff that he likes to get into. So we had a fun conversation. So here we go. Hey, Matt, welcome to the podcast. It's uh, great to have you on. I know we've been chatting for a while, and uh, I'm excited to hear your story and help you share your Subaru journey and, uh, you know, just stuff about your build and about you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on here. I've been looking forward to this for a while now, and here's my chance. Yeah, and I know we were chatting a little bit before we started recording, and uh you were saying you, you had some nerves going on, which is okay because, you know, that happens and you definitely weren't the first. And I, you know, I've been on a few podcasts myself and I know we were talking about that too beforehand. And I was extremely nervous for my first podcast and I was sweating so bad, but it's all going to be okay. So, and to kick this thing off, I know I didn't, add, I know I didn't put this in your questions, but I, I put it in here for mine. So I do not forget. So I don't upset everybody, but we have to start this off right. Waffles or pancakes? Ah, oh, you know, I think I got to say waffles only because, you know, those little square crevices, they, they just hold whatever you want to put on it. Butter, <laughs> syrup, it just holds it all in there. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people that will agree with you there. <laughs> I do too. Don't get me wrong. But I, uh, I'm more of a pancake person, but I do love waffles. I mean, it's, it's really, really close for me. So I'm not, I'm not like, you know, a waffle hater by any means, but. Right, right. Uh, no, no, I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong either. I don't hate pancakes, but I don't know. I just feel like the waffles have a little, little better of an advantage. Yeah. I've actually got a frozen waffle in the refrigerator or in the freezer right now. And I don't know, maybe after this, I'll go have that last waffle and put some butter on it and watch that stuff pool in those little squares. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you also sent me, and well, we, we exchanged, uh, you, you sent me your email address. And I was just curious that your, your email address uh -huh. says whalewatcher52. So what's the story behind that? Yeah, so... I made that as my very first email back in like third grade or something. There was not really a whole lot of thought process to it. I just kind of put some words together and made it an email. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not Subaru related, but I thought it was right. interesting. Yeah. I, I did think about making, like as I got older, making a more, I guess you can say adult friendly email, more like professional, but yeah. I just decided not to and just keep it what it is yeah no that's good it's interesting so your instagram account name is pretty obvious but did you have any other ideas in mind as what to use or how did you come up with off-roading the outback yeah so i cycled through a few names i don't exactly remember 100 percent what you know my thought process through it was but i knew i wanted to be off-road related since that's what i was gonna you know use my instagram for and I just tried every single one I thought of and none of them or all of them were taken. So I 
kept doing it until I came across off-roading underscore the underscore outback and it wasn't taken. So I took it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you can find something that you can actually use and be like, okay, this is mine. Right. I get to have this. <laughs> right. And I mean, it, it explained my whole, it explains my whole Instagram. I'm off-roading the Outback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. the actual name of your Outback is Dirty Subi. Is that correct? Yeah. The little story behind that is, so I go, the place I most frequent is an off-road park in Moores, Mooresboro, North Carolina. It's called lake hazard adventures atv off-road park and it's a lot of that red carolina clay so after going through the park you know i get home wash everything off the car at a car wash and the whole underbody as well as the engine bay that's all covered in this orangey red you know clay and it stains so i just thought of you know dirty subi because that ain't never coming off <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's uh that sounds very appropriate for it why did you choose a subaru and why an outback before my outback i had a 2021 accord and in the month of August of 2022, for whatever reason, I was getting into accidents back to back to back to back in that accord for whatever reason, none at which I was at fault for. But after that last accident, I was delivering a DoorDash order to um, the customer's house and I pull into the driveway and I guess the teenage son was going to school. So he puts his... Um, don't remember what SUV it was, but it was a big, you know, SUV. He put in, he puts it in reverse as I'm walking to the front door and he just backs right into my front passenger door. So after that, after the accident was situated, police report and everything, I called up the Honda dealership that I had my Accord lease through and I'm good friends with the finance manager. So I said, Hey Ben, you know, this is the situation. I need to come and get another car today. So I wrap everything up with the police report at the house. I go to the Honda dealership and they square me away. Everything's taken care of. I don't owe anything on the lease. They don't owe me nothing. And so I go out on their lot. I see <laughs> what is now my current Outback. And I just thought that thing looks so good. And the sales rep, the sales guy, he kept wanting me to test drive it. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Let's look at it. Let's look at the features, do everything about that. And so I take it off the curb, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> onto the parking lot. I took it off the curb. And as soon as I got it out on the road, let me tell you, it was the smoothest, most comfortable vehicle that I've personally ever driven. So from that day forth, that was now my Outback. And what year is it? It's a 2019. It's okay. the um, 2.5i Premium. It had just under 19,000 miles on it. Oh, yeah. So that's not bad at all. No, not at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that Honda Accord is just, it was just time for it to go. It's like, come on, it was man. Cursed. This, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had, I think the car that I had, yeah, the car that I had before my Crosstrek, it seemed like I was just like a magnet for other people trying to almost run into me or actually mm -hmm. run into me because I had somebody back into, my, I think it was a rear, rear driver side door. Then I had somebody back into the rear driver door and I couldn't even get in on the driver side. Then mm -hmm. I got hit from behind. And I mean, I didn't get rid of the car because of that. It was just, you know, I was ready to get a cross trick, but, but yeah, it's just like, stay away from me, people. 
Right. No, I, I, I can relate to that 100%. My mom has always said, you know, she doesn't worry about me driving. She worries about everybody else because for some reason, like you said, you seem to be a magnet. I, for some reason, seem to be the same thing. I get into almost accidents on a daily basis. I, that's why I have two dash cams, one for the front, one for the rear. I save things on a daily basis. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so like, did you know anything about Subaru or about Outbacks before you bought yours? Or because I know you said you saw it on the lot and you're like, whoa, that thing looks awesome. But you know, what did you know, if anything about Subaru? Honestly, I didn't know Jack. <laughs> I, um, the only thing that I've ever known was what my mom's always told me. She's always said that, you know, Subaru has a really nice ride quality, but you know, nothing really into detail or anything. So no, I had nothing, no idea about the community or any of the off-roading capabilities. It wasn't only until my brother said, Hey, you know, why don't you follow me in the Subaru? Cause he, ha he has a 2020, um, Tacoma. So he said, why don't you follow me in the Subaru? And we go hit up, um, this, off-road park not park but this off-road trail um in uari and i was like sure and <laughs> it's funny looking back at it now because i had zero mods nothing no top not nothing so trying to go up the very first incline the subi couldn't do it oh. and so i've always i know so i've always wanted to go back and kind of i guess you can say redeem myself because i know for sure with the tires i have and everything that i've done to it now it can totally make it up that first incline yeah. And so for, I, I, you know, except for that incline, were there some spots on that trail or, you know, going off road where you're like, wow, this thing really is pretty awesome off road. So the trail was pretty tame. It was pretty much flat, except for a very few, you know, sort of steep little hills. Yeah. But until we got to that first hill, the Subaru was, you know, capable up until then. It just okay. couldn't make it up that incline. I tried the X mode, the hill. Dis I, I tried every, all the little buttons in there and it wouldn't do it. <laughs> it wouldn't budge. Yeah. So you said that was before you had any mods. Now, did you, I I'm guessing you probably didn't know anything about modding your Outback, but did your, did your brother have any mods on his truck? I know he has a lift. I don't know what lift. Um, I know he has tire. I, on my brother's Tacoma, I'm not 100% sure about all the mods he's got on it, but I know he has a lot of the basic stuff. Okay. So when did you start finding out about mods and then thinking that you wanted to start doing stuff to your Outback? Because if you didn't really know much about Subaru, I'm guessing you didn't know much about mods. And, and did you ever, like, where did the whole thought of you know creating an instagram account for your car come from because I, I know that people that aren't really car people think that's kind of silly i'm sure <laughs> so after my brother introduced me to that trail that kind of got me thinking about what this you know what subarus are capable of so i did a lot of online research looked up on youtube on google and started seeing you know all the little things you can do and all the mods you're able to put on them so i hit up my local fab shop and got about eighty two hundred dollars worth of mods installed and it's kind of been growing since then i've kind of been doing adding a little bit here a little bit there but for the most part for now at least i think i'm done so what all did you have added so <laughs> for that first bill, I had the Ironman 
two-inch all-terrain suspension lift kit. Nice. I got KMC Nomad KM716 wheels, uh, 245-65 R17 Falcon Wild Peak AT3W tires. Very nice. A primitive front skid plate. A must-have. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Gotta have the skids. I got the primitive mid-armor transmission skid plate. Uh, I didn't get the... Uh, I, I always forget what this is called. The it's differential? In the, uh, the, yeah, I yeah. didn't get that one for okay. whatever reason. Uh, so I skipped on that. I got the a set of primitive rock sliders. And then I powder-coated two eye bolts and two rugged ridge d shackles in quote unquote you can say iron man green i just told them to color match the best they can to the iron man color because oh, yeah. i wanted to do different accents all around the car like that like my instagram handle that it's in vinyl on my windshield in the front and back that's in quote unquote iron man green okay yeah nice yeah i'm looking at your instagram uh, page right now and i see that yeah that's cool there's there's a few other things I've gotten done to it as well. Before I had all those mods installed, I got five percent tint all around. I all of my vehicles I've had five percent tint. <laughs> tint is I, important. I, oh yeah, for sure. I don't like that glass bowl feeling. I don't like people looking at me. Yeah. Um, so then after all that, a few months later, I then decided to do the front bumper cut. And then have a custom front skid fitted on. And there were two things that were sticking out after I deleted the bumper. It was the engine air intake resonator. And when I looked that up, all that said it did was reduce the air intake noise. So I had that removed and then plugged up. Haven't noticed a difference since. <laughs> nice. And and then there were these two, I'm not sure what the names of these pieces are called but i can describe them they're two black triangular pieces that were connected to the subframe that were just you know sticking out there and so i had those pulled off too those didn't seem to do anything now were you <laughs> i mean you go from not knowing anything about subaru to doing all <laughs> these mods and then you know doing a bumper cut because like doing a bumper cut's a big deal i mean you're literally like cutting up your car were you nervous about that and thinking like oh, do i really want to do this or were you like yeah i'm all in let's do it so when i had those eighty two hundred dollars worth of mods installed one of the things was a front bumper it was a warner i believe was the name a warner um front bumper that had a winch in it and when they when they got it in the shop and installed it, they said the holes didn't line up. So I knew I wanted to do something with the front bumper because the on the sides they would always pop out, you know, where they would clip in. Yeah. They yeah. would always the bumper would always pop out and I always have to get out, push it back in, you know, it was it was annoying. So I know I wanted to do something and I I looked around and there wasn't really a whole lot that was made for I guess the 15 to 19 year outbacks. Um front bumper wise so i just decided to do a bumper cut and i don't regret it i absolutely love it and i love the look of it yeah let's not do a bumper at all let's just get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> hey i mean that's yeah. i know a lot of people do that it's a good decision and i mean I, I i know i've mentioned this several times on the podcast but like for me i don't do enough off-roading and there's not enough around here for me to warrant doing anything like 
kind of, you know, I mean, that's, I would consider that a little crazy. I mean, I love the look of it, but you know, like I don't even have a lift because I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't gone off road in a long time. It's, it's except for the other night it was raining here and I went and drove through some mud because there's, there's a spot oh, that nice. we found. Yeah. There's a spot that we love found <laughs> that gets pretty muddy. And when I went there the other night, it was the most muddy it's ever been. And it was, it looked like it might be kind of deep and mucky in some spots. And, but I mean, like, it just goes right through it. You know, I mean, if you get in some like really, really mucky, sticky mud, then yeah, you might be in trouble. But this spot, it's not really, it's like that. It's, it's really slick and it's fun and it's close by and it's, it's been raining all day today and my car looks really, really clean, and I've been tempted to, to, to go do it again. To go out again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the struggle is definitely real, especially around here, because it's kind of like all that we have that's close by. But I gotcha. But, yeah, so, so like, what other mods were you doing, and, like, which mod has been your favorite, and then which mod has been the most useful? Which mod has been my favorite? I would say my favorite now this is in the last few months so I've added I guess you can call them interior strobe lights so like if you look at an you know a cop car an undercover cop car the lights that they have inside yeah basically the lights that I got so I have a 26 inch what do you call it a traffic advisor light bar that's zip tied to my roof rack I got two blue strobes in the front two blue strobes in the rear and then a 35 inch traffic advisor light bar in the rear i would say that has to be my favorite i just love the lights and all the different patterns i can do with them and just to alert people you know when i'm off road like hey i'm here be careful watch out or whatever (laughs) i'm coming through (laughs) exactly but the most useful i would say would have to be tires You know, like I was explaining earlier, I feel like I couldn't make it up that hill because I didn't have a proper set of tires. You know, without good tires, you're not getting anywhere, especially off-road, that's true. So if you don't have good tires, you can't do anything. So I feel like that would be the most useful. Yeah, because you're going to end up having too much slippage in areas where if you have better tires, you're going to get better grip. Right. Do you air down when you go off-road? That's a great question. So... I've never aired down until, when was that? Until I took my cross-country trip this past July, I've never aired down. So I would always ride around, you know, off-road on 35 PSI. I've never had issues. I'd be flying down the trail, slow, fast, through water. Doesn't matter. I've never had any issues with the PSI I've always ran. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean... I like airing down because like, especially out here, we have, there's uh there's some gravel trails and driving on gravel trails sucks when you don't air down because it's just so bumpy. Cause I remember, right. I know I'm, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I know you went out to Colorado and that was my first off-road trip was going to Colorado. And okay. I remember going up this long, bumpy, like big <laughs> gravel road where they were doing construction and I was like, man, this really sucks. So then I aired down and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better because it was a lot softer. And so that was like my first experience airing down. And and like I, I had bought like a small Vi air compressor because I'm like, I want to be able to, of course, air back up. 
but right. yeah, so it's airing down. I mean, I guess it just depends on where you are. Cause like when I went out to Colorado, some of the trails that we went on, it was mostly dirt and the dirt was like smooth, you know, the trails were like up and down and there was like divots and crevices and stuff, but the actual surface of the trail was smooth. So we probably didn't need to air down, but it was still fun to do it. Yeah, just just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to go back here a little bit, but like on your Instagram account, it, you have a hashtag that says Boobaroo Boys. So Boobaroo Boys. <laughs> yeah, how, how did that get started? And like, who who is that? And or who are the Boobaroo Boys? All right, so the Boobaroo Boys are, they involve me and the three guys, the three other Subarus that I met up with, again, on my cross-country trip in uh, in Oregon. So one of the guys' wives, she says that her family has always called Subarus Boobaroos. So when it came time for our trip, it just reminded her of that, and she called us the Boobaroo Boys, and it kind of stuck between you know the four of us ever since. So when I got back to here in North Carolina, I had that vinyl made as a hashtag, and we all have that on on our cars on the Subaru. Nice. So was it four of y'all that took this road trip? No. So I took this trip from North. Car- okay, I took this trip from North Carolina. I stopped in Colorado, Utah, Oregon, Washington, and California. Oh my I did- gosh, that's like an I- epic trip. It, I do this every, well, this year I would say, well, last year technically, I would say is the longest trip I've done. But since I sold my company back in 2021, I've been doing a cross-country trip from Charlotte to Palm Springs, California once a year in July to nice. go visit my aunt and just have fun. Wow. How long did, did <laughs> how long were you out for that trip? I would, I, let me think. I left. June 30th and I got back July 29th. So I drove about 8,200 miles in about a month. Nice. Man, that sounds awesome. It was a a lot of fun. I met up with Subarus in each of the states that I previously mentioned. I met up with four Subarus in Colorado, two Subarus in Utah, three Subarus in between Oregon and Washington, and then one Subi in California. And did you plan all of that out to meet up with these people or was that kind of on the way to like, like while you were on the trip, you just hit people up? So I posted on my Instagram story. I was like, Hey, I'm making a trip out to Palm Springs, California. If anybody would like to meet up, hit some trails, hang out, you know, I'm down for it. Just let me know. And all of the people, I think 10 total people responded and I made group tracks group chats in according to where everybody lived so we had our colorado group utah and then i combined oregon and washington and then um cameron in california very nice yeah yeah it was a lot of fun for sure yeah i want to take a trip like that out west because like i want to go through colorado again maybe arizona utah and then like washington california oregon i mean it would be it's nice. All beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and I've been to, I've been to Colorado. I've been to Utah. I've been to Arizona. I've been to California. I've been to Washington. I've been to Oregon. I've been to all those states. Uh, some of them for fun. Uh, Oregon's the only one that I've been to that I 
went on a work trip, but I haven't been for fun. I've been to Colorado for fun. I've been to Arizona for fun. Oh, I haven't been to Utah for fun. I went to Utah for work. Cal- uh, Colorado, I mean, Colorado, I've said that already. <laughs> California, I've been to for fun. Washington, I've been to for fun. So out of all those states, Oregon and Utah are the only ones that I haven't been to for fun. But someday that's got to come. Yeah, I mean, that's still a nice little you know, group you got there that you've all been to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, living in Houston my whole life and it being so flat here, anytime I go out West and there's terrain, especially mountains, like in Colorado, it's just absolutely beautiful. And jaw dropping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I used to travel from my old job and I would walk outside of the hotel room and see mountains off in the distance, I was like, I could do this every day. I mean, it would be like, amazing to live somewhere with mountains oh my goodness that reminded me when i was in salt lake city before i met up with any of the guys there i had to go into walmart because i misplaced lost i don't know what i did but i somehow misplaced my sunglasses so i need to buy new ones and walking out of that walmart all you see is just beautiful mountains just off in the distance i'm like this is y'all's walmart view are you kidding me yeah Yeah. it was amazing i know i mean like i said it you know anytime i would walk out of my hotel room and see mountains i'm like this is just this is just absolutely beautiful even like in oregon we there was like terrain in oregon and we were working on a project and we had like this design session where we were working all week with the client And they had us working out of this round conference room that had doors and windows that were right outside of the Willamette River. And so we had the doors open and we hear like the river just flowing by and birds chirping while we're working. And that's probably one of the best work environments I've ever been in when I was out of town for work. And then so that was in Eugene. And then I went uh, out of town to Oregon again in Corvallis, Oregon, where we were doing some work there. And we were, we, we had already like done our meetings and stuff for the day, but we were doing some work uh, after, after like work hours at the hotel. But the hotel had this balcony with tables that were overlooking the river. And like, so we sat out there with our laptops and did some work while we've got this river flowing below us. And it was just like absolutely nice. beautiful. Tranquil. Yeah. I mean, so while I don't miss traveling for that job and I don't really miss that job itself, uh, I am very thankful for a lot of the travel that I was able to do in places that I was able to see. So and it was cool because then I'm like, oh, now I know where I want to take my kids or go revisit, you know? So it's nice right. to be able to go somewhere outside of where you've lived your whole life. Yeah, exactly. So like on this trip, do you have a favorite memory or anything that like really stands out and like a favorite location that you explored? I would say my favorite location, it's it's always going to come down to this, Palm Springs. I know that was the final destination. I've explored a lot of places between Charlotte and then on this trip, but I just absolutely love the desert mountain views. I can't get enough of it. Don't get me wrong. Colorado was beautiful. I've never been up to, you know, 12,000 feet before, but there's just something about the desert and the mountains in the desert. I just love, I just love that. 
Yeah, I mean, and everybody's going to have something that, you know, because you've got people that are beach people or people that are mountain people and you've got people that are city people or people that are country people. So, you know, every every situation and every location is going to appeal to people differently. Right. I actually used to really love the beach. Me and my family, we went to a local beach here in North Carolina called Ocean Isle Beach every year for vacation in July. And I've always loved the beach until... The very first time I went to the mountains, my mind changed just like that. <laughs> I was a mountain person. Yeah, I I am not crazy about the beach because when I was about 11 years old, I got sunburned really, really bad. Mm. And and I'm guessing that's probably my aversion to going to the beach. And I just I don't like the feeling of the sand like all over me. But, you know, that's me. Yeah, I, I just don't like I just the beach is all right. I just don't like the heat a lot of people like the heat like to suntan sunbathe i get hot way too easily so the beach just wasn't for me i had to switch it up to the mountains <laughs> yeah i would i would take mountains over the beach in a heartbeat oh, any yeah. day uh so like with such a long road trip exploring so many different places you said it was 8200 miles were there any challenges that you experienced on on the road trip there's two moments that stuck out so before I even left for the trip. I took my outback to Subaru and I said, Hey guys, this is what I'm planning to do. I don't need any problems. I need you guys to clean and detail my engine bay the best to your abilities. Cause I know, you know, I take it off road pretty hard, go through the, the, this clay and mud and everything gets stuck up in the radiator and when whatnot. So I wanted all that to be cleaned. And I thought that's what was done. But apparently not because I'm in Colorado ascending, you know, I'm coming out of, or I'm on I-70 getting out of Denver, going up the first mountain range and the soupy starts overheating and I'm wondering what the heck. So I pull over, give it a second and trying to figure out, you know, why that might've been happening. And then I figured, okay, maybe it for whatever reason it overheated but maybe it's fine now and i kept going and then it overheated again so i was like all right can't do this thank goodness that one of the subarus i met up with lived only 15 minutes away so i gave him a call we talked on the phone he was like yeah just you know come down to my house you can spend the night here and we'll take care of this in the morning so that's exactly what we did the morning comes around we go right back to the same spot on i70 going up and boom again overheating no idea why. So me and Riff Bomb Wagon pull over and he starts looking in my radiator and he's like, you know, Matt, <laughs> you got a lot of crap up in here. And I'm like, really? So we shine a light. We're looking through it. And he's like, yeah, let's go down to, you know, local car wash and wash all this crap out. So that's exactly what we do. And we get back on I-70 going up again, passing the same spot. And wouldn't you know it? No overheating. So if Subaru, my local Subaru, would have cleaned and detailed the engine bay like I've asked them to, then my car wouldn't have almost blown up, you know, yeah, 1,500 the, miles away from home. Yeah, in the beginning of your trip. So did, right. at, at like first glance in your engine compartment, did everything look like it was detailed? It, it, and then I guess obviously you didn't notice, or did you even look in the engine compartment? So I almost looked at it before I left the dealership, but I figured, no, they cleaned it. You know, everything's good. 
But something was telling me on the ride home, Matthew, you know, look at your engine bay. So I popped the hood and it hardly looked touched. It on it pissed me off. It hardly looked touched. And so I called the dealership and I explained to them, I'm like, hey, I was just there. This is what I had done. Uh, I don't believe that was ever done. So I go back and they go through it again. And this time when I checked, it actually looked like they brushed through it and cleaned it all off. But of course, I didn't know about all the mud and everything packed up in the radiator. And apparently they didn't do a thorough enough job to notice that either, because my car wouldn't have overheated in Colorado if that, you know, would have happened. Yeah. We just got to stop driving through mud, man. I mean, stop having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Just keep it on the highway and the roads. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's what you built it for, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you say your biggest takeaway is from the whole trip? I would say, honestly, just getting together with everybody. I mean, me and all of these 10 people were complete strangers before this trip even happened. I mean, yeah, maybe we talked a few, you know, on DM a little bit, but... You know, that's this is what the Subaru community is all about. I feel like it brought us all together from thousands of miles apart to do what we all love to do. Just off road, you know, be together with our Subarus and just talk Subaru. And it's so awesome, too, when you get a chance to meet somebody in person that you've been talking with online, because there's so many people that we connect with out there in the community that, I mean, if you think about it, you you connect with a lot of people and there's probably going to be a very high percentage of those people that you will never get to meet. So when you do get to meet some people, it's like a very special moment and you feel like this, this instant bond and connection through a car and a car company. And, you know, that's pretty incredible because I know a lot of people have said that like they've never experienced anything like this before, like not just, Subaru and Subaru like brand, but you know, the community and being able to connect so easily and so quickly with so many people in so many different places. And there's just something really special about that. And, you know, it becomes a part of your life and it becomes something that you just become so passionate about. And it's like, it it becomes kind of your identity too. Right. Yeah. No, that's that, that whole time on the trip i felt that 100 percent. i'm like you know this is just absolutely mind-boggling to me that people from thousands miles away who happen to have an instagram account to happen to both enjoy subarus and off-roading them to then you know get together in colorado or washington or california and just have a great time yeah and you know you think about like unless you're part of some other community where people get connected and everything, you know, there's, there's nothing else that you would end up doing where you would get connected with so many other people. I mean, I'm sure there's something out there, but it's like, (laughs) if you didn't have this, you probably wouldn't have something else. I would have never. Right. Exactly. There wouldn't be something else for me to connect to that, I guess, broad audience. Yeah. So like, Obviously, you drive through mud with your <laughs> their caked up radiator, and then mm-hmm. you drive through trails, which I know, you know, just being on trails, whether it's just mud or just usually just just getting out on a trail in off the pavement and in the, you know, the woods or the desert or wherever. 
And then it looks like you've probably driven through some sand, but have you ever driven through snow or icy conditions? Not in the Subaru. So here in Charlotte, it doesn't snow all that often. Up in the mountains, I bet it does like Beach Mountain or Asheville. It probably snows quite a bit. But here in Charlotte, it doesn't. So the only time I've ever driven in the snow was when I had my 07 Charger RT and, you know, just whipped it around, drifted, did some donuts, played around in the snow. Yeah. And so, like, what would you say is your favorite terrain to drive through? Because, I mean, you know, over (laughs) mud. (laughs) You already know that answer. (laughs) Yeah. Mud. It's got to be mud. Yeah. It's, I, I, driving through snow is a lot of fun. When I went out to Moon Rocks, Nevada last year in February, I got a chance to drive through snow. Not my car, but other cars. And it was a lot of fun. So if you get a chance to drive somebody, either your Subaru or you can find some snow that maybe isn't too far away or get a chance to drive somebody else's Subaru through some snow, I highly recommend it because it is, it's just, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I've been trying to make time to go up to Beach Mountain because I know it snowed up there this past week, but just haven't really found the time to do it. You mentioned Charlotte. I used to, when I traveled for my previous job, we had a contract in Charlotte with Charlotte Area Transit System. And the Carolina Panthers were in the Super Bowl in Houston on February 1st in 2004. But the weekend before, they had a big parade in downtown Charlotte. So we would do our bus inspections over the weekend. We would start on Friday and then leave on Monday. And so we would work Friday, work Saturday, and then Sunday we would do just like paperwork stuff and any other, you know, just relax or whatever. And then Monday we would have a meeting with the client and then fly home Monday like afternoon. So that that late January Sunday that we were there, I woke up Sunday morning I look out my hotel window and everything is covered in snow and it was actively snowing and it snowed all day long. I mean, it is, it snowed the entire day. So what year was this? This was in 2004. So I, so being from Houston, I'm like, I'm going out (laughs) aside. I don't care. And, (laughs) And we were like, our hotel was maybe like six blocks from South Tryon you know, going through downtown. So I go outside and I'm just like walking through the snow and the snow is pretty deep. I mean, my feet were sinking into it. I mean, it literally, I mean, like it was a lot of snow. And so I'm walking through there, found this restaurant downtown and I sat in the restaurant for like maybe, I don't know, like two and a half hours just watching it snow outside. And then later that night, I wanted, I was like, I want to order a pizza. And so I called up this place and they said, well, we're not doing deliveries because of the snow, but you can come pick it up. And I'm like, heck yeah, I'll come pick it up. So I got in the rental car, which was a front wheel drive car. And I start driving down the road and this road that was right next to the hotel didn't have that many cars on it. And so I'm like, I would drive a little bit and then just slam on the brakes and let the car slide in the snow on, you know, on the road. Cause I'm like, nice. I'm going to make an experience out of this. So yeah, I went and picked up the pizza driving through the snow and uh, it's my first time experiencing snow like that. So that was a lot of fun. I thought that 
ending was going to be a bad outcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no. Oh my gosh, I got in a horrible wreck, and so, yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was not scared or timid or nervous at all about driving through the snow. I, I was excited. I was like, you know. That's when, when when they said they're not delivering. I'm like, all right, I'll come pick it up because <laughs> I wanted to no drive worries. through the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I made it back just fine. It was it was a lot of fun, but yeah, I love Charlotte. It's a it's a beautiful city. Yeah, I moved here when I was either six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. I moved here from Miami, so I was still a youngin. Oh, my nice. parents decided to move up here. Okay, so getting out, and I mean, you built your outback to go off-road to get out and have fun with it but so how often do you get out and hit the trails when i first started building it in the first half of 2023 ending 2022 beginning of 2023 first half i actually went out quite a bit almost every week if not every other week but after that cross-country trip i got back home um there's been a few personal things in my life so i just haven't really have to have a chance to go out there recently um like the last time i went out was i don't know it's been a few weeks if not a month or two but every chance i get i'm getting out there and doing you know exploring and playing in the mud and are you typically going out with other people or do you go out solo exploring too I try to go out with other people. I personally don't like going out by myself. I just feel like there's a better vibe when there's more people. Yeah. To me, you enjoy it better oh, and all 100%. that. When I yeah. Yeah. When when I go alone, I just feel honestly, I don't know. I just I just like to have that company and companionship when I'm out there exploring. Yeah. No, totally. I get that. I mean it's I, the, I mean, the times that I usually go out, I go out with people here because there is a place called Bastrop that's about an hour and a half away. And it has some really legit trails for, for here. So that's nice. And I've been out there by myself a couple of times. But other than that, I go out with other people. And it's, I mean, it's 100%. It's, it's so much more fun going with people. And like I mentioned earlier, my first off-road experience was in Colorado. And I was going out to Colorado anyway, because my kids and I had been out there before. But I'm like, I want to go out there now with my cross trek. And I met yep. up with a couple of guys that had been on the podcast and they showed us some trails. And I mean, we just we had so much fun and it was it was a long drive. I'm like, I can't believe I drove <laughs> all the way out there, but it was totally worth it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Colorado was definitely eye opening, beautiful for me. I actually shed a tear on that mountain. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just it's there's nothing like it. And I, I know there are mountains and other places, but I think Colorado has the tallest and the just tallest, yeah. biggest mountains I've seen anywhere. And then like when you're driving through, you know, a road where you've got mountains on both sides, then that's just even better. Oh, for sure. It was definitely a great experience. Yeah. You said your Outback had a little over, like, right at 19,000 miles when you bought it. And so how many miles do you have on it now? Obviously, you put 8,200 miles on it for that long trip. But where are you at now? Currently, I'm sitting at about 56,250 okay. miles. Yeah, it's not bad. No, not at all. I mean, when I when I bought it and picked it up, even for 2019, buying it in 2022, it it had 
you know, only 19,000 miles on it. So whoever had that before hardly drove that thing. Yeah. I'm, you know, I've never thought of this before until just now. But what's that? Like, whoever owned your Outback before was probably just like daily driving it, was just like, you know, hey, I want this Outback because it's a nice car, it's safe, it's big, maybe whatever. It'd be very curious to see what that person would think if they saw it now. It's like, that was my car. (laughs) What did you do to it? (laughs) I didn't know you could do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought about that before because, like, I bought mine new. I know other people buy them new, but I'm just. You know, if some for somebody that buys one used that's completely stock, you know, it's like what would the person who owned it before think if they saw right. it now? It's like I don't even recognize that. Right. No, I think the salesman said it was an older couple who who owned it. So yeah, I yeah I see that a lot out here. I'll pull up next to an Outback and it's like some it's older a, person, yeah. and uh, that's typically what I see as well here. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few. I mean, there's there's quite a few lifted uh, Subarus in the Houston area, but Houston is so big and there's no mountains here or not any trails, so you don't see too many of them. And, all, but it is nice when we do see one. Yeah, I was going to say all of Texas is big. I remember driving back from this trip and it took me about 13 hours to drive from El Paso all the way to the other side of Texas. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, I mean, whenever we went to Colorado, we stopped in Amarillo along the way, and it took us like nine and a half hours just to get there. Wow. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's crazy. It's so big here. I mean, it's like out in West Texas, it's pretty, I mean, there are a lot of really nice wooded areas, and there's some kind of rolling hills, but like immediately vicinity of where I am, it's just flat. But like you go out to Austin and it's hilly and it's beautiful. And Austin's only like two and a half hour drive. So it's not bad. But but like so much of Texas has private land. We don't have just like, uh, you know, trails and trails to just go and explore. So it's yeah, kind of sucks in that sense. But we do what we can. Right. <laughs> So what would you say about your Outback best matches your personality? I would say, now this might be controversial, but how chaotic it looks. I am a very, I'm a wild card. I'm all over the place, you know? And I think looking at my Outback, you can kind of see that. You see the whole rear end is covered up with stickers. I got zip ties holding on my traction boards. (laughs) I got zip ties holding on my light bar. I got a front bumper cut, you know? So you can kind of look around and be like, all right, this guy might not be, you know, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Something's off with this guy in this car. Hey, you know, I'm having fun. So exactly. And, you know, I I don't know. I, I think that like with Subaru owners, there's like, kind of a certain personality that yeah. that people that do these things to their Subarus do these things to their Subarus because, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, it's fun. We're all having fun together in it together. Yeah. I mean, like, when I first strapped on the traction board and this light bar with zip ties, I was thinking, I was like, really, Matthew? Zip ties? But who cares? I mean, it, one, it's sticking on. It ain't going nowhere. Two, I didn't have to buy a roof rack, you know, spend however much I needed to spend on that for, and it works for me. So who cares? And you didn't have to buy like special mounting equipment. 
There you go, that too. And you can get a whole <laughs> bag of zip ties for not very much. You just cut one mm-hmm. off and move on exactly. to the next one. <laughs> I have right. my shovel up there too that, you know, it's right next to the traction board. I've always said to myself, if I need to use it, just, you know, clip it off and then get more zip ties, put it back on. Easy. Exactly. Yep. Uh, if you had, I mean, maybe this is the same thing that you said about it matches your personality, but if you could describe your outback in one word, what would it be? Chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, or, or, or honestly, dirty. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dirty. <laughs> dirty Subi. Dirty Subi. There you go. Exactly. All right. So here's the spot where we get to know you a little bit better, but who is Matt? Matt. Matt is a 25-year-old male. I was born in Miami, Florida in 1998. My favorite color is red, and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. So you answered the where you were born question. What is a favorite memory from your childhood? Oh, I would say... Oh, I was so young. I would say... Every now and then, my dad would take me over to my cousin's house, and we would all get together and play this little game that we called the animal game. And all we did was just, I guess you can say, crawl around and just pretend to be different animals in the house. Uh, we thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, me and my cousins, when we, <laughs> when we grew up, we used to pre- we used to pretend fight with each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like in the movies when they throw a punch at somebody, they don't actually hit them. You know, it's like right. almost hits it and it almost hits them and it, it looks kind of real. So we used to call that half punch where we would like not actually punch each other. But like, oh, let's play half punch. And we would just okay. like get into fake fights and stuff all the time. Fun. I think me and my um, younger brother used to do that. We, oh, I think... We made a YouTube video when we were really, really young. We were, it was like a pretend fight. And I was like, oh, it's going to go viral. (laughs) (laughs) Did it? No, no. no. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, What what is it you do for a living? And this is, uh, I'm curious because you said you sold your business. Yeah. So, okay. And towards the end of 2019, I had the opportunity to purchase a bread distribution company, or I guess you can call that a bread route, which is basically I bought into the rights of certain Bimbo bakeries products to be able to sell it into stores to then get a commission off of that. So I would order the bread, It would get to the warehouse. I would break it down to what stores that it needs to go to, go out and deliver it. And that was basically it. And I did that from my first day was October 4th, 2019. And my last day I sold it was on April 16th of 2022. And I didn't do anything for a while after that. That's when me and my mom did the first cross-country trip to Palm Springs. And I really enjoyed that. Finally had some time off after about a year and a half of, you know, working literally every single day, 12 hour days, 10 hour days. I was, I was really getting beat up there. But after a few months, after selling the route, I decided to sign up for DoorDash and I've honestly been DoorDashing on and off ever since. Nice. That's good. 
So what has yeah. that been like? It, it honestly, for what you're doing, it's pretty easy. It's easy money because, for example, I can sit in my apartment and wait for an order. I don't have to be out on a road, out in the parking lot. You know, of course, it's for my specific situation, but I can sit at home and there's plenty. There's dozens of restaurants and fast food places around me. So I can just sit here and wait for an order. I might get an order that's, you know, $5 for two miles, which is an order I wouldn't accept. But then I can get an order that's, you know, $12 for three miles. And that's a really good order. So you can definitely make a lot of money, but there are days that are definitely a lot slower than others. So it's kind of hard because since the income is all tip based, you know, I'm yeah. not making as much money that day as if I would a, you know, Saturday night. Yeah. So what would your dream job be if you could do anything for a living? I honestly cannot answer that. I have always thought about this question my whole life. And I know. I'm into cars and to be quite honest, there's not a whole lot that Matthew is interested in. So this is always, this has always been a question that I've kind of juggled throughout my adult life. Even as a teenager, I'm like, Hmm, what would, what would I like to do? But I really don't know. I, I just haven't reached that part of my life yet Yeah, to figure I mean, that out. You're still 25. So that's, you know, nothing wrong with that. And I mean, if you're enjoying what you're doing now and you're able to make a living, then there you go. Yeah, for sure. Besides getting out to explore in your outback and take long road trips and, you know, anything revolving Subaru, what other hobbies do you have? I love to go bowling. I haven't been bowling in a while, but I used to be on a bowling league and I was one of the best on the team. I had the most improved average. I, I was just a natural. Um, my coach was actually a former PBA. Uh, I don't know what the term PBA is, the Professional Bowling Association. Yeah. So I think he was in the senior league and he was actually my coach. His name was Mark. I believe so. I can't remember his last name, but I think his name was Mark. But that was something that I was really into for a while there. But I don't really do a whole lot. I mean, I play Xbox. I work. I, you know, adventure off-road, hang out with some friends, with my partner, David. But I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a, a couch potato, an introvert. So I like to sit at home and just, just kind of relax. Hey, there's nothing wrong with relaxing. That's, uh, I do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And bowling is fun. I haven't been bowling in, man, it's been over a year now. Me and my my brother and my sister-in-law, we went a few times, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And then when my previous job, we used to try to get out and do stuff. And bowling was one of the things that we would do occasionally. Man, I haven't been in a long time. So it's cool yeah, as you brought that up. I might either. have to uh, get out and do that again. Oh, for sure. You better tell me your score. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> yeah. I've I've never bowled the 300. I've gotten close. I think my highest game was a 266. Nice. But not a 300. Yeah, that's a good score. Yeah, what, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. So what is something that makes you want to get out of bed every day? I would say my family and friends. I mean, if it wasn't for my family, I would be lost right now. My mom has helped me through so much and I just can't imagine, you know, life without her. So I try my best or I try to do my best every day to 
you know, make her happy, my family happy, and my friends happy. That's good. Yeah. Good answer. What is something that makes you want to stay in bed? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Um, Honestly, the way... I don't know how to sound how to how to word this, but the way that I feel like society is heading towards is just I just don't want to be a part of that, I guess you can say. So there's times where I just want to lay in bed and pretend the world doesn't exist, you know. I'm not saying like I'm, you know, depressed or anything like that. There's just it's just times where I just rather, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to feel what's going on around me, I guess you can say, and out, out there in the world. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, there's it's a completely different world now. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I totally get that. I feel like ever since COVID happened, a lot has been different. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I would agree. What would be yeah. your best bit of advice to give to someone about anything? I would say trust your gut. Go with your natural instinct because nine times out of 10, it's always going to be right. Yeah, I agree. Cause there's, there are times where, and it could be something very, very simple. And I can't think of like a specific example, but you know, it's like, I'll be thinking about doing this one thing and I'm like, no, you know what? I'll do this instead. And then I'll do the other thing and it won't work out or whatever it may be. And I'm like, I should have just done the thing that I thought of in the first place. Like the first thing that popped into my head. That because that's in your what, head, right. That's what felt right. But this other option seemed like it might be a little bit better and might be have a better outcome or something. And, you know, so often it's not. And I'm like, why didn't I just do the first thing I thought of? I've had that happen yeah. so many times. So that's that's really good advice. Thank you. You're welcome. How has owning your Outback changed your life? Oh, it it's changed my life for the better in many different ways from the people I've met, not only online, but in person through my Subaru, you know, all of the places I've been able to explore and see. It's just, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible journey. I honestly didn't even consider about making my Instagram account until... I thought I, I sat on it for about, you know, three or four months. And I was like, you know what? Let, what What's the worst that can happen? So I just decided to start it up and look where we are today. It, it's been a great journey. Yeah. And I mean, it's a great way to show uh, kind of just like, I guess, I don't know, a lot of people say it's like a it's kind of like a memento of your car and your journey and everything, you know, I guess for yourself. But But yeah, but then doing that. Because, I mean, if you, let's say you had your Outback and you decided to go exploring and just having fun and like, let me take it off road. That's great. But creating an Instagram account for it, you get to connect with so many different people. And like we've been talking about this whole episode and, you know, the, the people that you met up with on your trips. And it's just, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And it's great meeting other people that have the same passion and and energy. Ex- yeah, and excitement for these cars and the community that you do. And uh so yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. But yeah, so like <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of videos on your Instagram page of you going through mud 
I do see this one where you're kind of face planted in the mud. And so I'm guessing you were stuck at that point. Oh, yes. Okay. So the little story behind that was that was a day I was all alone. That patch of ground or if you want to call it ground, you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looked solid. 100%. So I was like, all right, let's just drive through this little bit of mud. And so I just go full force into it and just I just stuck right in there. And I, I tried to get myself out. I wiggled and wiggled and wiggled for about I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. And I just got myself deeper until, you know, this Jeep came, came around. I was like, Oh my God, can you please pull me out? So he got his winch and thankfully I got out, but very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only time you've gotten stuck? Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, man, yeah, you're definitely getting out there and having fun. Oh yeah. How many times would you say you've gotten stuck? I've never had to use my attraction boards. I'll say that, but it's been a good hand few or handful of times. Like there was this one time I was trying to make it around this really deep, like water hole, bog, whatever you want to call it. And I was a little too close to the edge and my rear passenger tire just kind of slipped off into there. And it just kind of started sinking and sinking and sinking until it just stopped and i was like okay what do i do from here because i'm almost sideways i'm pretty much you know sideways and they everyone who tried to help couldn't do it because their vehicles didn't have enough power it was it was a lot of atvs that day until uh this one guy came along and i don't know what he had but it was some sort of jeep and he the only way to pull me out was backwards because there were a few trees right in front of me so there was no angle really good angle to go out that way yeah so when he pulled me out in reverse i actually went deeper into the water and i got it took about three or four hours to get all of the water out of the inside of the subi it was all on the floorboard it was leaking water everywhere it was crazy wow yeah that sounds like fun (laughs) (laughs) it was until we got stuck yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you look through your your Instagram page, and there's just photo and video after photo and video of you just like out in the puddles and out in the mud and out on the trails. So you are definitely getting a lot of use out of your Subaru, and I mean, that's that's what these things are are for. And I mean, again, going back to somebody who buys one just for a daily driver. I wonder, are do they know what these things are capable of? Because even if you didn't have any other mod, you know, you, you tried to get up that hill when you went out with your brother and you couldn't make it because you, you know, most likely you didn't have the right tires. But I mean, right. even if you just threw on better tires on, on a Subaru, you're going to be able to do so much more than just a completely stock Subaru. Oh, and Definitely. And I mean, it's just, these cars are just so fun and they can, they can be a lot of fun, but then they can get you into a lot of trouble too. A lot of trouble. Yeah, for sure. But it's you go all, a little too far and you know, you just get stuck. Yeah. But I mean, it's all worth it because you can get unstuck and get all the mud out and <laughs> get all the mud off your radiator and continue and on your way. a great memory. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, w- whatever it is you end up doing, I mean, it's just like. 
yeah, you're definitely getting out there and using it. And it's, it's cool to see that. Oh yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. All those videos are all at that same park that I mentioned earlier, the Lake Hauser ATV adventure off-road park. I, I prefer a park more than a trail because personally I like the space. I like the open space. I like the different types of terrain, you know, it goes from, you know, whatever gravel to water, to mud, to hills or whatever i'm not saying that trails can't do that but you have more space and opportunity to do things i feel like in a you know bigger open area yeah and a park setting yeah how many how many times would you say you've been out there and and how close is it to you i've been out there too many times to count honestly i've been going <laughs> there ever since i got all of these mods on the subaru nice um a lot of guys, so this park, it has a lot of dirt bikes, ATVs, and Jeeps. And every time I'm out there, I always get the same exact reaction. Oh my God, I can't believe your Subaru's doing these trails. Like, oh my gosh, it's really doing that? You're really out here? Like, yeah. I get a lot of praise for bringing my Subaru out over there. That's awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And um, it's about an hour and a half away from me. So it's not not close, but not far either. No, that's, I mean, for something like that, that's, that's, uh, definitely in a good proximity where it's not too far away and it's just close enough that, you know, you're not having to drive like half a day to get there. And it's, it's also not too far away that, you know, if you (laughs) have some mishaps (laughs) that you're so far from home. Right. But that is, that is, I mean, it's a decent amount to have some mishaps. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and this park, it's about 600 acres, I believe. So it's got, it's got a lot of different trails. It's got the main power line trail. It's got, it's got a whole bunch of like different terrains and obstacles to do and whatnot. You can easily spend all day out there. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. So do you think you will always own a Subaru? I think, yeah, after having this Outback, I will always have a Subaru from now on. Yeah, I I love these cars. the The reliability, the convenience, the off road capability. You know, they they check a lot of boxes. Yeah, and I I think too, what's really great about them also is with the capabilities, they they are pretty capable and they can do a lot. I mean, you're obviously not going to yeah. be crawling any big rocks and everything, but you don't need to when you're having the kind of fun that you are. And then also right. the affordability and the gas mileage is like a huge, huge plus. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you from from getting those Falcon Wild Peaks, my gas mileage went down about 10 MPG. I was getting about <laughs> 33, 34. Now I'm at about 23, 24. But that's still good, you know? I mean, that's it's still good, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's better sure. than if you had a Jeep or a big truck or something, you know? I mean, it's... Yeah, it's just, it's definitely worth the investment to, for the fun that you get out of it. Oh yeah, I've, I would say this has been my favorite vehicle I've owned. I've had five vehicles, including the Subaru, and this would be my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. Not the fastest, but my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I mean, they're, they're not fast. I mean, unless you've got a, you know, WRX or an STI or something, or even a BRZ. But they don't, you know, I mean, for what we're doing with them, they don't have to be fast. No, they don't need to be fast. You can just have a nice cruise, you know, or even off-road, you don't need to go fast. Honestly, I like to haul ass. I, I like to go on these trails, <laughs> uh, or at, at least on the off-road parks. But, um, yeah, no, you don't You don't need to go fast to have fun. No, absolutely not. 
But yeah, so I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for being a guest. And I mean, because it's a Friday night and, you know, people might have other plans, but thank you for taking the time to record with me. And uh, I know you were excited about it and I was excited to hear your story. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you having me on here and giving me the opportunity to share my Subaru story. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, are you getting out this weekend? No, I'm probably just going to DoorDash. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah, nothing wrong with that. I don't, I, I'm debating whether or not I want to go hit some mud because I just cleaned it, but I can always go clean it again immediately afterwards. But we'll also, see. fun fact I don't clean my car. I have never used soap on my Subaru because guess what? It's going to get dirty again. Yeah. It'll get too, too, I get, it'll get, I guess it'll get dirty too quickly before you really take the time to clean it huh oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't clean mine much not because i don't want to i just living in an apartment it's kind of difficult and my mom's yeah. always saying that i could come over there and wash my car anytime but like i just have this like i don't want to ever feel like i'm going over there not that i would just go over there to wash my car of course i would visit but i don't know i just feel kind of weird about that like hey can i come over and wash my car i feel like i'm just like hey look can i come use your water and use your, use your water yeah <laughs> you, you know but i mean i always hang out with them when i go do that but i just still feel kind of weird about that but yeah so well have a good night matt and uh have a great weekend whatever it is you end up doing all right i appreciate it you as well thank you good night you're welcome good night Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Matt. Again, if you're not doing so, go give him a follow. It is offroading underscore the underscore outback. He got into a lot of mud, or he has gotten into a lot of mud. If you go scroll through his page, he is just like mud puddle after mud puddle. And looks like he's really using his Outback for what it was meant to to do and uh, having a lot of fun. I know that a lot of us are out there using our Subarus and having a lot of fun and, and getting a lot of great use out of them. And uh, they these cars have become a, part, a big part of our lives. And I know that we couldn't imagine anything else in our lives right now other than these cars and this community. So thanks again so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you sticking around and checking out all of the episodes. I hope you all have a great week and we will see you again next Monday for another episode, another guest, another story, and another Subaru journey. So enjoy the rest of your week and uh, take it easy. Much Subi love, Raph. The Subi New Podcast is hosted by Raphael in a closet in Houston. Produced by Raphael in a room next to the closet in Houston and edited by Raphael on a computer in the room next to the closet in Houston with music by Luke Ruiz in another room in Houston. You can find the Subi and You podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. To support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Once you join, you will have access to the Discord channel and Discord chats with other patrons. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can find them on Instagram at Podcast, online at subianupodcast.com, or by email, subianupodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Tune in Mondays for new episodes. Subi and You.